For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here we go. It's the 2019 NCAA Men's Tournament Preview Episode. The season culminates with three games this weekend in Stockton, California, with one team to be crowned Division I champion. Will USC overcome it all for their 11th title? Does Pepperdine get its first since 97? Will Host Pacific get revenge for the 2013 overtime loss? Or does Stanford finally get over the hump and end its 17-year drought? Plus, we momentarily revisit the at-large picks, discuss live streams, rule differences, and make predictions for the Division III National Championship. All that and loads of laughter on this, episode number 28 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. My oh my, Bosco, how the tables have turned. Quite literally. Quite literally. <laughs> Not necessarily the table turned, but the chairs... <laughs> Sitting in different spots, yeah, opposite spots this week. Feng Shui. Yeah, now I got Jet Li staring at me in my face over I, here. Uh, he's behind my back, like <laughs> he's always. Got your back. Yeah, let's go. I kind of dig the new view. Uh huh. I'm just saying. Um. Well, here we go. Good and evening, it, listeners. Yes, it is Thursday, December fifth, twenty nineteen. It is time for the 2019 NCAA tournament preview episode. Insert hip hop horns here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we're coming up on our one year anniversary of this whole fucking spiel. I feel like uh, we already did it. Well, I'm just saying because our like first real episode was the 2018 tournament preview ish, right? Uh, We were sitting there published one. I, something like that. No, I remember we were at your old apartment. Yeah, I was at my drinking. It was on my birthday. Yeah, we were sitting. That was a month ago, and then. And then we went to that play-in game between Pomona and Long Beach. We went to Ballast Point. No, no. And that, we went to that game. Yeah, but that was, like, not our first episode. The very first time me and you sat down and recorded was, like, the day after my birthday. It was, like, a Friday, like, afternoon. <laughs> and yeah, Sitting we, around on the couch all hung. Well, and then we busted open some other ones before we went out <laughs> again. But, yeah, that was, but yeah, we're a year into it either way. How do you feel? I mean... Just a year older. Yeah. Well, I mean about the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's going. It's Definitely going some well. growth. I, yeah. feel, I feel pretty good about it for this little small time thing we have going on. Mm-hmm. We got like 260 followers on Twitter now. Yeah. Making big moves. Some of them are like hooker accounts or something. <laughs> some people, hey, sign, follow me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a true water polo fan, I think. Just somebody <laughs> looking for some clout. That's about it. I don't even know what to say to that. I just say it. I've seen yeah. to him. I'm like, shit, new follower or who's XX? I don't know. It's some like crazy Tisha. shit. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. We do have some legit followers, though. John yeah. Abdu, Greg Meskel, Natalie Benson. Shout out. Yeah, just to name a few. Um, so here we are. Episode number 28. 
of the Cross Pass Podcast. 28 episodes in a year. That's decent for not going full-time. Yeah, what is that? It's like an average, it's like averaging one every other week. More than that. And we took like the whole summer off. Okay, yeah, I was going to say it's not <laughs> because... Well, like math-wise, yeah. Yeah. if you do the math. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway... But, uh... So, here we are. Um, welcome, listeners. Like I said, we're going to do a quick little preview here of the uh, NCAA tournament. The, the men's. The men's tournament, yes. Uh, Division One and Division Three, because we have this new tournament. Um, yeah, so the play-in game happened last Saturday between Harvard and Bucknell, which uh, the Bison... Shouts out, Cheerios! Yeah, one handed the Crimson the 1L on the year. So congratulations to them. What they a great up. year. Yeah, they did. And also, have you noticed all the great bison gifts? Yeah, they saw they won. They posted after the first quarter today. It was a bison <laughs> just stampeding. Yeah, because yeah. they did. They stampeded out to an early lead there. Well, also what I meant was shouts out to the great year for Harvard, dude. What a sick. What is it? Twenty nine and one. Twenty nine and one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we said, that one else coming when you need it the most. Nah, dude. You <laughs> oh. need a dub there. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like they might have probably played the most games out of everybody because looking at everybody else's schedules, like some people like barely hit twenty yeah. games. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, we'll check back on the uh, on the whole selection committee thing because we finally got to watch those NPSF games and they showed it on the screen, so that kind of added a little bit of clarity. And then um, just some other stuff, you know. So uh, yeah, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, like we had mentioned before, at CrosspassPod. That's the handle. And we are hosted on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one sports podcast network. Loads of cool stuff on there. Some really like high-ranking people hosting shows on there, like Bosco's pointed out to me before off the air. Um, so yeah, this is the only place for the show for every team in your city and more. We believe in our teams. Do, do you believe? Do you. Do you B-L-E-A-V. But first... Trivia, trivia, trivia. Three, Three times. times. <laughs> Let's go. Last week, you asked me and our listeners, basically the whole nation and other countries, <laughs> what is the most losses an NCAA champion had on its record? And also try to guess which team and year as well for bonus points. I think I said seven losses. Yep. And I did not guess a team or year because yep. I was a chicken. <laughs> Uh, you got it right. Seven? Yeah, seven losses. Fucker, let's go. Yeah, um, the year was 2000, the turn of the millennium when we all thought everything was going to go to shit mm-hmm. when, the uni- when the new year came. Um, yeah, UCLA won. They were 19-7 and seven overall. Didn't even hit the dub club yeah. in the win column. Uh, they beat UC San Diego 11-2 in the final up there in Pepperdine. And uh, Guy Baker slash Adam Krikorian. Co-head coaches for that one. What is USC right now? Fifteen and seven. Fifteen and five. Fifteen and five. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. They're gonna win seventeen and five. <laughs> that's wild. We'll see. Actually, I did. They put in the score yet on their thing? Um. Yeah. So yeah, today was their fifteenth one. I thought it might have gone to sixteen. So they're gonna be seventeen and five when it's all said and done. And you would lose your preseason prediction. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. So this week's question, listeners, go ahead and. Uh, Show us your basic research skills here. Um, flipping it over here, the most wins by an NCAA champion. Guess the year in the team for the bonus points. 31 UCLA, the year that they went undefeated. Okay, there it is. We'll go ahead and uh, find out next week. 
So, like we said, um, preseason predictions, we both picked Stanford. To win the NCAAs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Much to my surprise, Bosco picked the farm. Yeah. The cardinal, the trees, however you want to call them. And uh, it looks like it might be that way. We'll find out. Um, so, really quick before we dive into these quarterfinals slash opening round games from today, however you wanted to call them. Um, wanted to revisit this whole selection committee thing. Like I said, they posted on... Uh, I posted on Twitter earlier today, I kind of made like a little thread of um, just basically like what that criteria was, and then I kind of added the context to it, and uh, that primary criteria was head-to-head competition, results versus common opponents, and late season performance, aka the last 10 games. So, by the numbers, um, USC went 7-3 and in their last 10, they had the most, uh, including 2-0 against UCLA, they beat Stanford and UC Santa Barbara. During that period, UCLA went six and four. They were zero and four combined against the Trojans and the Cardinal during that stretch. They have beaten UOP, but they never beat Stanford. So you can kind of understand why UCLA didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Now for Pacific, they also went six and four, including uh, an undefeated stretch in the regular season Golden Coast Conference play. They were two and zero overall against the Trojans, and they lost to the Gauchos and the Bruins during that final stretch. And finally, for Santa Barbara, they too went six and four. They were one and one against Pacific during that time, uh, one and two overall for the season against Pacific. And then overall for the year, also they were one and one against USC, two and two against Pepperdine, uh, one and zero against Stanford, and zero and two against UCLA. And then just because Pepperdine made it in the tournament, I finally added in that the Trojans were zero and one against Pepperdine, the Bruins were one and zero, and the Tigers were one and zero. So. Does that clear things up for you in your head? Like Visine, baby. There you go. It's all good. Clear eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm chilling. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of when I laid it all out like that, it kind of like clarified in my mind, you know, like I could see why they picked Pacific. Um, However, water polo spreads, which I think is a great idea. I can't believe nobody's thought about it before. I know you've seen this Twitter account. They had the idea of adding in another play-in game. You know, like Harvard and Bucknell played. Why not have a UCLA, UC Santa Barbara play-in game also? Who would they play? UCLA and UC Santa Barbara would play each other. That's what they said. That was like their idea. But then who would they play? Who would they move on to play? Yeah, Yeah, like that's where stuff gets complicated. (laughs) I didn't think about it that far. But the idea of adding in another play-in game or two, I guess, like Long Beach against... That would just, I, I mean, know. that's the same thing as what we've been saying. Yeah, just expanding just the tournament. Why not just fucking make it easier Well, yeah, and just I mean, add more teams? Yeah, the point remains you should probably just make it an eight-team tournament Yeah, just to begin with. Um, yeah, like or like throwing like UC San Diego and Long Beach. Something, like, I don't know. It just it would just make it so much easier. I feel like this was one of the most complicated tournament setups, and it's kind of like born out of the whole D3 thing because obviously before – like Pomona played last year in a play against Long Beach and stuff. And so it kind of, the whole D3 thing, I think, complicated the rest of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, and then just other stuff that uh, I wanted to point out. Um, FINA announced that they're adding a 12th player for the Olympics rosters, and then they can have a 13th player 
travel with them and like they'll sit in the stands and then you know game by game you know they could add the person in i guess if they want change their roster around. what if somebody gets hurt in the middle of the game are they like yo get down here yeah. homie run down no, just put your suit on <laughs> just they, they are just track suit pants with the suit underneath just rip it <laughs> off and jump it do they like warm up with the team and they go sit in the stands I, those are all great questions i needs to know we probably won't find out hmm. until you know nine. i do like now. that they added another player though yeah, I'm kind of glad that they... I feel like a lot of people were probably bitching about it, and they're like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, it probably like, sucks. Yeah. I feel like, again, kind of like the NCAA selection committee, like who knows who like sits, who's on these deciding board things, you know, to create these rules, and who has input, and who has say, and who votes and stuff, but I'm glad that they kind of like realized, like, wow, 11 players really isn't that much. Yeah. And then on top of that, I was thinking... While I was watching the games today, because um, I finally had a day off from work, that uh, I feel like we might be the only sport that has so many different fucking sets of rules. Between like FINA and NCAA. FINA, and high NCAA, school, high school. USA, Waterpolo. Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, like fundamental. Like, so one thing, because I was trying to think of, you know, other sports that do have different sets of rules, like soccer, you know, like in America, I'm pretty sure like kids aren't allowed to head the ball until they're like, a teenager or something like mm. these players aren't allowed to head the ball for you know the safety whole. yeah exactly that's not really like a case with our sport like you can't change how people play really. yeah i mean i guess like do they still do that thing in usa where um where like you can't drop at a certain age level like you can only it was like 12s yeah I, i'm pretty sure it's still i mean i haven't coached in a bit but i think i think it's still th- a thing i think it's pretty stupid I didn't like that role at all. I remember I had to help coach a 12s game one time, and I was like, obviously, you should probably know the rules before you coach a 12s game. And I was, like, yeah. shouting out shit. Like, this kid, like, drew, uh, like got a foul side five. I was like, shoot that shit, you know? And he, yeah. like, didn't shoot it. I'm like, what like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah you but, can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm like, well, that is dumb, because then, like, right away at the next level, you have to, like, no, it's okay. Yeah, you have to, like, retrain your brain kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should just be training these people all the way and i get there's benefits from it but i just didn't i don't really enjoy the rules or like the six on five like you could just swim in the corner and then swim right back out yeah because then like when they get to 14s or whatever it's like all right now we got to teach you a whole Mm -hmm. another level to this game yeah which i think probably shouldn't be that because when you get to i think 14s and 16s are the two most important age groups Mm -hmm. for any club like you got four like 14s like both boys and girls are like maturing you know like they're you know getting older and like smarter wise and athletic ability wise you know they're still raw but they're like learning the sport and like kind of like becoming a baller like Mm -hmm. i feel like at the age of 14 is when you really like start to become a baller you know yeah and then 16s you're in high school you get two years and you're really playing and training and like that's basically when all college coaches look at you too yeah it's like you know that 15 and 16 age because by the time you're a junior or senior it's like yeah you know and then like now it's like these guys that are playing in this tournament this weekend and then they're gonna have to go and play next week and this junior tournament and then you know like they're gonna have to be like oh like we drew an exclusion we only have 20 seconds i heard they're gonna allow two hands field blocking yeah really catching and throwing you're <laughs> I mean, field blocking, I can kind of see that used to be a thing. Yeah. I think that was even a thing when we were freshmen. That was like the last year of that rule. But yeah, you thought you had me there. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like that kind of stuff is harder. Like the whole, like you can't, like even, like 
this weekend, guys are going to be able, if they're chasing somebody down on one or nobody, they can, like, rip their arm to make them drop the ball. And then next week, they can't, they basically can't even touch them. Yeah. I So, I was one of, uh, so Greg, who coaches at CHOP, obviously, I talked to him a, a long time ago when I was coaching, and we were talking about rules and stuff like that, and he kind of brought up this rule, and I, and I think about it to, like, we're at first, or, you know, beside, like, normally... We're the only sport that allows it if you're holding the ball and somebody touches your arm, it's not a foul. Yeah. But like you think of every other sport and it's yeah. basically, you know, it is a foul. Yeah. And so I have always like, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a good point. Because if it is like a someone that has never played, you know, like you're, you're bringing your baby mama out to the game and she's never seen you play before or whatever. <laughs> and she's about to watch, you know, and she's like... And she sees you, sees somebody holding the ball, and they get their arm. She's probably like, "Isn't that a foul?" Hey! Yeah, like I, well, I seen Kobe, you know, like so. It's like I feel like that's a foul. Like I get it, kind of, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because if you're watching all these other sports, it looks like a foul. Well, before you bring your baby, mom, <laughs> I'm you- just saying, dude, or your grandma, or well, before you bring your baby mama. <laughs> And your grandma, you better show them. show them a TV broadcast of the game really quick so these motherfuckers can explain it to them what's going on. I love to show them a TV broadcast <laughs> when I'm fucking watching Utah Wrestling. It's on Pac-12. Or I got no stream of anything. Or I got to have them sign up with the NF- NFHS and we're going to have to create a new account. And, the, and on top of that, the announcers don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, They should do a Disney Plus package with Mar Polo. All that shit bundled up in there. Just throw as much crap as you can into a bundle and people will buy. Progressive Insurance needs to start bundling water polo streaming. Oh my god, I'm dying. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of stuff that I thought about. Um, they should probably try to align those things a little bit better. <laughs> um, Alright, so diving into today's games. Two teams that hold near and dear to my heart. The USC Trojans and the Bucknell Bisson. Yeah, you were going to win and you were going to lose no matter what in yeah. this one. Yeah, the people's team lost, but <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, Cheerios. Yeah, shouts out. Hey, thanks for finally texting me back last week. Hey, let's go. All right, so about the game. Final score, USC wins 15-9, to which I'm pretty sure if I was a betting man... I think everybody would have taken that game. They went 15 to 9. It was 3 to 2 Bison after one. So I didn't get to watch this game, but you did. Yeah. And I saw the Twitter, I saw the Twitter sphere, and I saw 3 2 Bison after one. I'm like, oh my lord. It's like, happening. It just started to click on my mind. Like, oh my god, it might, like, what this, if? Yeah, like this might go down. But then USC slowly took control. Yeah. As expected. So, I mean, you watched the game. How was it? Um, I mean,. It wasn't really a fluke. Like, Bucknell was playing good. Uh, they drew the first couple exclusions in the game, and they converted. Um, it seemed like USA – or USA – USC just kind of uh, – they are just kind of, like, playing just kind of, like, lackadaisically, you know. I think they always knew that they were going to win. It was just kind of a matter of time. Um, and which I feel like originally – like because I feel like whenever this tournament comes around, you know there's always, like, the one harder game and then the easier one. And so, like, the team – the superior team and the easier game is just going to have to kind of like get through. So I felt like this was the case. Um, yeah, they put up, a, they shut out the Bison in the second quarter and scored four, and it was pretty much over from there. Um, but yeah, I feel like we didn't really get like a full version of USC playing mm-hmm. their hardest. 
they're obviously they have more talented players top to bottom. They're you know bigger and stronger and faster, and it just kind of happened how it did. They they played on Sunday, right? Who? Uh, all these teams. The Bucknell Harvard game was on Saturday, and then oh. SC played UCLA on Sunday. On Sunday, right? Yeah. So they had a few days to train and rest or whatever, get their bodies right, and um, travel. This not- last past weekend. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, Harvard Only- and Bucknell played, and then everybody else yeah, had off. like two. Yeah. Yeah. The time okay. has gone by. John Gruden would not be a fan of this game. Why? Just can't be having a team play Saturday and then Thursday, bro. That's... <laughs> the short turn. Yeah, he's not cool with that shit. Yeah, and the long travel for the bison yeah. and all that stuff. But uh, they're probably out partying right now because it's all over with for them. Well, bison, I love y'all. Shouts out. What a great season. Taking down. Dude, yeah, yeah they took, gave Harvard their first L. They they take uh, USC, you know I mean? Yeah. A win after the first quarter. I look at it like that. If yeah, the game ended after the first quarter due to lightning or thunder, bam, bam. we're looking at the bison in the semis, <laughs> baby. Imagine that'd yeah. be crazy. Um, Jacob Merchup was the leading scorer for SC with three goals. Um, Matt Meyer scored two. He hit the century mark for the Trojans in his senior year. Ie nine oh nine. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then for Bucknell, man, gotta point it out. Rade Yoksimovic, four-time Conference Player of the Year. Goes two for twelve shooting. Got blocked on a penalty shot. Ooh. Um, but then yeah, he kinda he got a couple of his there at the end. And then shouts out, I was seeing Nikki De La Sierra, a freshman. He scored like just like at the buzzer, pretty much, with, like one second left. And he put these he put these bison horns up on, on the on his forehead with the with the uh, index finger and the pinky. Mm-hmm. That was his first career goal. Let's go. Yeah, shouts out to Nikki De La Sierra there, ending the season on a bright note. Um. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about this game. So uh, USC advances to yep. take on Stanford in the semis. Yep. And then the next quarterfinal game, the SoCal teams. Yep. Pepperdine Waves versus the UC San Diego. No. Tri- no. UC not, Davis. Yeah, not SoCal yeah, teams. Yeah, sorry, sorry. One each. Uh, yeah, the Waves, 15. The Aggies, 12. Um, this was actually a really good game. This uh, was a game that I was pretty pissed that I missed. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to watch this. Well, because like you said, like the other game, you kind of expected yeah. not to be a dick, but you know, yeah, we knew it. But this one was like, all right, and it was fi- It was high scoring, kind of like what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I was. I was kind of expecting this kind of scoreline, and um, yeah, it was honestly a really entertaining game, super back and forth. Um, I feel like UC Davis is probably going to be. Kicking themselves, leaving this game because, uh, dude, just really bad on six on five, man. They were like 0 for 6 at halftime. Um, and it wasn't even like they were getting looks and like they were getting field blocked or Nick Porter, the USC goalie, was saving them. Like, he didn't play them though. Oh, <laughs> we're both messing up. God damn it. It's okay. Uh, John Claude Marco, mm-hmm. Pepperdine goalie. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's okay. Um, be- anyways. <laughs> Just terrible passing, honestly. Like they would like work it around the horn all nice, and then they'd go for one skip pass and just over the guy's head. Like mm. every like on so many six on fives, just really simple. Probably just like nerves. I think so. You know. Yeah. Because that's a hype game. Yeah. I mean, neither. You know. Yeah, they the had winner a goes into shot. the semis. Yeah, and it's a winnable game. You know? Yeah, and it's then not... the next game was winnable too. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah, I just you know just squeeze the ball a little bit too tight, a little bit too much energy. 
there. Um, but they did kind of clean it up in the second half. Uh, they were down nine to four at halftime, and it looked like it was honestly all Pepperdine. That guy, Chris Dilworth, I haven't seen the Waves play all this year, but that guy is a man. Yeah, he's six a monster. G's, right? Yeah, he ended up with the six pack, and uh, go ahead and crack one open there, Chris. And uh, but yeah, like it looked like they were just gonna kind of walk away with it, but then the Aggies they opened the third quarter four zero. Nice um, halftime speech. Yeah, Whatever probably. words were used there. <laughs> yeah. Names called. <laughs> it worked. And uh, and then they went on another 4-0 run later on. And, um, yeah, it looked like it was going to come down to the wire, and it kind of did. Um, they scored a 6-on-5, kind of like those like first couple of seconds, you know, kind of like how Hungary's national team was doing. Like they, I feel like they were really good at scoring like in the first three, five seconds, 6-on-5. And that's what they did like while the Waves defense was kind of asleep. Um, but then Dilworth, who just came back, come down the, the pool on the next possession, just a super hard step out and buried it. And then from there, the waves just kind of sealed it up. And then, of course, he had to uh, he had to get a six-pack by just lobbing it into an empty net, super unnecessarily with 18 seconds left. But, you know, get yours, boy. Yeah. Richard Sr. got to do it big. And then I noticed um, that Pepperdine was running the old Rancho Kook timeout play, baby. <laughs> Let's go. One pushing in. The two-meter player comes over, set a pick at that young inside water yeah. set. Somebody's always going to be open yeah. every time. Yeah, I saw I saw it once, and I was like, was it? And then I saw it again, and I was like, hey, it is. Let's go. Somebody will always be open. Favorite timeout play. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was good stuff. A really good game. Congratulations to the Aggies on their season. Uh, they ended up 16-8 and eight overall, I believe. And, uh, of course, the WWPA champion, so shouts out to them. The waves move on. Um, a couple of things that I took notes from from the game. First off, got to be thankful for the live streams, and they'll be there all weekend long. Um, but the sound, man, the sound was like super in and out. Like, sure, they would mute it during quarter breaks and uh, during timeouts and all that stuff. That's fine. But uh, there was just like long stretches of play where there would be no sound. And it was really kind of pissing me off. And, you know, like, I get it. Technical difficulties, whatever. But, uh, like... I feel like you could watch an NBA game with it on mute. You could watch an NFL game on mute. You cannot watch water polo on mute. No. You've got to hear the whistles. Yeah, absolutely. Because the refs are so involved in the game constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, yeah, you have to hear the noises to really, like, see what's going on. Like, until you see, like, everything kind of stop for a second and somebody swim away or, like, you know. But everything's so, like, decision-based that you got to be able to hear the whistles. Um, another thing, it sucks that the canopies totally block the view of the benches and the coaches because... I am Nobody's taking down those canopies. No, heck no. No way. All those people there running this stuff, you know, they need their shade. Yeah. Um, but I always, I feel like everybody, I always definitely like peer over at the coach to see like their reactions to calls or non-calls. Yeah. You know? I think it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, some Again, coaches live off that. They're <laughs> all about the Hollywood life. They know people be looking, bro. Don't give me that. Heck yeah. Jovan. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. You know like, those coaches that well, feed off it, dude. They love it. They're like, I know somebody's going to see me and look at me right now. Dude, I would low-key, high-key just want to, like, go and see USC play whenever they would come to Laverne or, like, anywhere locally. And I would just – I feel like I would just watch Jovan and not even the game. That's two times. If you say his name again, he might come here. <laughs> he might, have, oh, he might walk into our back door. He and might just... walk in and start yelling at us <laughs> and, like, call us fat cows or something. Oh, and, like. No. Do something crazy. All right, I'll see if I can keep this under control here. Yeah. Um, which then led me to another point that Waterpole spreads its set after last weekend. And that was the idea for camera placement. Like, put the camera placement, like, on the opposite side 
so that like you can just have a better view. You know, it seems kind of obvious. Um, and then last but not least, man, and I'm not just trying to help myself out here, but <laughs> you gotta like stop hiring people who don't know water polo to announce water polo. Yeah. I don't know who this gentleman was and he was by himself, you know, I, I get it. Um, but it's just like way too intricate of a sport to like, I feel like to have not like been a player or like been like heavily involved or to have a lot of experience with to be announcing it because he was just like playing wrong a couple times and yeah i get i mean we're all, like we i've been harping on for a long time it's not to explain the game but to be a little bit more energetic about what's going on yeah you know because i we also yeah i'm not looking for somebody to tell me why that's a two meter or anything like that so but yeah i agree i think everybody would agree with that yeah and i know i'm probably just coming across as really nitpicky but as Obviously, like a seasoned person in the sport, it just kind of is upsetting. Pew, 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 pew. I got a random top five for you. Okay. Random. All right. Top five announcers you'd like to see call a water polo game, but they're non-water polo. Oh, geez. Yeah. Who would you like to see come out and say, like, partner up with you? Who's your dream guest co-host? If you're announcing NCAAs, All right. who is it? All right, here we go. Van Gundy. Okay. <laughs> Van Gundy. Yeah. Charles Barkley. Okay, we're just sticking to it. <laughs> Ignit. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Okay, yeah. Dude, come on. If anybody's yeah. watched Inside the NBA, it's yeah. just straight, just Ignit, like, just so much trash talk the whole time. I would love it. Okay. <laughs> Especially because he wouldn't know what the hell's going on. Like, yeah. it would just be super awesome to hear what he would have to say. Um, so those two, um, I would have to go with, um, oh my God. His name is totally escaping me, but like the the super classic guy, he does uh like he's the voice on Two K. You know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah. What's his name? I don't know. God, all right, I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, so him, so those three, and then I guess I would have to say um, God. <laughs> <laughs> it pains me to say, but uh, what's his face? Joe uh, Buck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some Joe Buck action. He's like the worst. I'm laughing too much. And everybody, welcome. Welcome to Stockton, California. Yeah. That was a wild shot there. He rolls up out of the water like a crack and it's spun like a helicopter. Whoa. Whoa. I, that looks like a really difficult thing to do there, Troy. Yes, absolutely. And uh, God, who would another one be? Um, I don't know, one of those NASCAR guys. Boogity, boogity! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go! Oh, Checkered flag is out, and we are done! <laughs> USC, <laughs> your national champion! <laughs> they guard you! That'd be fantastic. I love those. Number five for me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. Would just love to bring him out. Hear that accent just be going down. Just get it nasty. Number four, Shaq Diesel, baby. All right, he was on my list. Yeah, love to hear Shaq just because he would just be like, yo, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You see it. Like, just going crazy. I don't know if I'm right here, but that guy was Shaq in a fool. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, number three, I would probably have to go Joe Rogan. Oh. I think Joe Rogan would get amped up and get just like absolutely into it. Like, I think he would be so cool. Just, just straight UFC. Oh, sensational <laughs> finish out of two meters! Exactly, dude. He's like, what's going on? 
going on in two meters? Is that an arm bar? What does he got going on in this one? Come on, yeah. oh, corner turn! Get him on my pod. Get him on the pod, dude. And then we could have him on the pod. It would be fucking excellent, dude. Uh, number two, Larry King. Wow. <laughs> yes. Would love to hear some Larry King action, dude. Just all serious. Just breaking it down. Just sitting over, smoking a fat stogie. Just looking at, now what the hell was that? <laughs> Suspended. <laughs> yeah. Just sweating, like reeking of scotch. Number one on my list. Snoop D-O-double-G, oh, bro. that's perfect. He would be so... He's already just a great commentator with, like, other shit. Have you like, seen him do hockey? Yeah, hockey, and then just, like, his other stuff, like how yeah. he does, like, the animal videos and, like, <laughs> the cooking, like, Snoop at a water polo game. Like, those fools standing on the motherfucking ground. Like, yeah. he would be like, what the fuck? Hey, man, when you told me I was going to come and do water polo, where <laughs> yeah. the horse is at, Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I can't swim. What are you talking about, man? Again, yeah. please, I don't know if he can swim or not, but that, yeah. you know, just says a joke. But, yeah. Like, hey, man, that shit look hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? You ain't going to catch me in a motherfucking Speedo out there. Yo, oh. that shit is sick. But, yes, that would be my number one. Wow, your list definitely just crushed mine. <laughs> All those guys are super out of left field. Yeah, that's what I tried. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah I got totally stuck in the whole like actual announcer. <laughs> I know. Oh man. See, I, that's why I wouldn't because I would want somebody that's like funny, like where I can handle like the like the actual water, water. <laughs> just get like comments from these people, bro. I'm just thinking about the animal videos you <laughs> talking now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen these these. These animal videos narrated by Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and YouTube it. We Pause the podcast right now. Yes. Open YouTube. Watch some of these videos. Laugh your ass off and then come back. We're going to tag all these people in this latest post and see if any of them reach out and they're like, yo, I'm down. I'm, I'm into this. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I would pay them so little amount of money, though, because I don't have any. So, But yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you have a top five announcing list of people that are non-water polo, feel free to reply and shout us out at CrossPass Pod. Please interact. Yeah, holy crap. Um, all right, so now that I'm just going to throw out some left field people here. Okay. From, oh, some bonus points. From right field, yeah. Um, just because this is my guy, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I feel like he would... No, what's with the goal? Have you seen these happenings that they're wearing? Yeah. What's up with that? They tie them in little bows what? white bows. What? A yellow red card? What's that all about? That would be so great. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I would love to see Ray Lewis. Because okay. that fool was talking shit about water polo oh, yeah. a few years ago when he was still a player. That's right. <laughs> uh, Ray Lewis. Um, I guess Scott Van Pelt would be kind of interesting. I know he's a sports guy, so not too out of left field. but DMX. <laughs> we out here. Five meters. <laughs> Skip on down <laughs> with my dog, with my dog, with my dog. <laughs> that would be tight. All in on that. Ludicrous. Just getting all crazy with it. Uh, I think there's so Kanye. I'm the dopest motherfucking polo player out there. I don't give a shit. Yo, those suits are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, yo. The Trojan might have won, but the Bison are the champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, so good he would, he would definitely come out with some designer ass speed <laughs> yeah oh man um, alright yeah that's all I can think of now holy 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're red. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, oh man! God. All right. Again, though, your top announcers that you'd love to see calling a game with us. Tag them in it. Share our list Please. or share your list with us at Cross Pass Pod. Okay, let's try to bring it in here. For a now we're on to the NCAA semifinals. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, we listen to a lot of hip hop music too. Yeah, we do. My Spotify re- rewind. Oh, you're gonna share it. Schoolboy Q is my number one. I would love to see Schoolboy yes. as well, Most just because of fanboy though. Yeah, for sure. I would just yeah, I probably would just not even pay attention and would just want to talk to him. Yeah. Um, the rest of my top five artists for the year, I'm just gonna say it now. <laughs> number one was Schoolboy Q. Number two is ASAP Rocky. Number three was Amine. Number four, Ray Strummerd. And number five, Sway Lee. Okay. Yeah. So, and apparently I listened to music from artists from like 38 different countries around the world or something. I don't know how I pulled that off. But the DJs maybe. The I guess. Yeah. I don't even listen to that much electronic music. But yeah. Anyways. So, the semifinals. Um, we got USC versus Stanford, 5 p.m. Saturday. And then Pepperdine versus Pacific at 7 p.m. Saturday. Now, um, unfortunately... This looks like it has the makings of some pretty epic semifinals and potentially a really shitty final. Yep. Um, because no matter how you slice it, like and it dice might be, it. <laughs> yeah, and dice it up. Um, it looks like things are uh, just they just might be mismatched. Our best option here is USC versus Pacific mm-hmm. for the championship. That would be really close. A because of a rematch from the 2013 final, plus Pacific beat USC twice. USC wants that revenge. They also have obviously all this, um, you know, all this stuff that's been happening with them this whole entire year. Um, so it would also just be quite like the Cinderella story for them. Now, on a little bit more serious note, um, actually, yeah. So the top four in this week's CWPA standings all made it to the semis. So they drew it up, and it was has been executed exactly how they wanted. Um, where the water polo spreads at. Water polo spreads put the USC Bucknell game at a ten and a half goal favorite for SC. So we're gonna we're gonna wait on the lines for that one. See what happens. Um, now, Ben Halleck. I want to talk about Ben Halleck. We talk about Ben Halleck a lot, but I want to talk about him even more. Okay. This is because <clears throat> it has been seen multiple times for both Stanford and for USC for uh, USA that he can be kind of a hothead. Mm-hmm. We saw it in the championship game against Cal two weekends ago Yep, at Cal. Um, kind of a soft call. Yeah, it was more of the <clears throat> hand coming out of the water. Most definitely. Didn't connect, but something happened underwater. Yes. And even if he didn't mean to, because I'm not saying that he did, but it just made me think, um, like it was the first note that I put down for today's episode, that yeah, like that he can be a hothead. And so I don't know if USC's gonna like try to play into that you know like get his emotions like running high i mean we remember what happened with that five meter in the championship game last year Mm -hmm. little slippage um you know like i feel like they gotta try to like be playing like getting into his head the whole time and then they're gonna have to be nice with him i actually know he's not on the junior team roster but they'll have to be nice to him when the senior team stuff comes around yeah but that's a whole other topic um so i think that'll be a key for usc um also USC has beaten Stanford uh, 9-8, to eight, the one and only time that they played this year. And uh, the Trojans are looking for their 15th straight 
title game appearance. 15. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Some LeBron James numbers. Seriously. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, a lot riding on that. And then finally, um, the LA Times, they published an article today um, about the whole thing with... It was basically about like Pinta taking over. And yeah, and the title was like, new head coach has the same goal to win a championship. Yeah. What else is this fucking goal gonna be? <laughs> hey, listen, we're gonna just, our goal is to get third, or like it's every yeah. coach's goal is to win the championship. I what know. the hell is that? Yeah, definitely, that's not a that wasn't the author's um, decision because I got a homie. Shouts out Christian from ULV. He works at the LA Times and he does a lot of web stuff for them. And uh, so there's like engagement editors out there that make those headlines. So that was kind of a no brainer. I don't know if they were thinking there. No. Um, now, the point of me bringing this up is that um, this is something I didn't know, that uh, apparently, like, the team, like, wrote a whole, like, letter, basically, to the new president, Carol Folt, finally got her last name here on the pod, and um, every single player from the team signed it, and it was basically, like, asking for them to keep um, Pinta and Casey Moon around. That's pretty tight. Yeah, so... Um, I, get, I guess that just goes to show like how much they've been rally, rallying around each other and the coaching staff this whole season, going from obviously the really crappy start that they had to be in the position that they're at now. And they're obviously riding high, like, you know, from those stats that I said earlier. So um, I think they're, they kind of have a lot of momentum going behind them yeah. at this point. Like, you know, like that Cal loss, I think, was just kind of a fluke. They're at the big dance, so we'll see what happens. So, um yeah, I think this is going to be a, just a super highly contested game, but I still think Stanford is going to win. This is Stanford's year. Yeah, I agree. As much as I am a Trojan fan, I think Stanford just has like way too much firepower. Yeah. You know, like that dynamic duo of Abramson and Halleck. Like, dude, Abramson was throwing some nasty in that championship game. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think they yeah they just have, like I said, too much firepower. Other, I think their role players are just a little bit better. You know, and then the games like, I mean, you start at the best or, you know, in two meters and they have the best two meter man, best player in the country. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to pick Stanford 10-7. 10-7? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I didn't say a score, so I'll say uh, Stanford will win. It's going to be, I think, higher scoring that like I'll say like 12-11. Okay. Overtime. Going Overtime. Yeah, that would be sick. It's going to go OT. It's going to be a hectic game. And um, so then the next semifinal, Pepperdine versus Pacific. Um, Pepperdine's first time in the tournament since 97. We all know what happened that time. That was a trivia question. Um, and uh, But Pacific beat Pepperdine in their only matchup this year. 15 to 8. Yeah. I do think Pepperdine is rolling though right now. Yeah. And they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they've like got some huge wins late, and they're just playing really well right now. And same thing, they have a lot of firepower, but so is Pacific. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately it's at UOP. You know, the home crowd. I think they just come away and take this win. I think this one will be high scoring. I'm gonna go, but I think it'll be a three goal game. I'm going 14-11 Pacific. 14-11 Pacific. Uh, I'll say seventeen fourteen Pacific. Damn, that is it's a just, lot of G boys. Yeah, well, I just I just think that they're just gonna kind of just fall into a shootout. Honestly, yeah. like you said, firepower on both sides. Um, I I feel like like Pepperdine's like a like big strong team, and then Pacific like has like their own style about them. If you've seen some of the highlight videos that they've put on Twitter, yeah, and um, 
Yeah, I think it's just going to be a shootout. I think the one thing that does work in Pepperdine's favor, though, is um, like the game today. Like they, you know, they were able to show grit and pull out that victory and a high-scoring game as well. So um, I think that kind of helps them. And at the same time, like Pacific not playing for a whole two weeks, and then they're just gonna have to jump in and like play the super like high energy game. I think is gonna kind of work against them. And so because of that, I think that's like where all the firepower is gonna come in. Like you know, I, sometimes I think it's it's. I feel like it's just easier now to just try to outscore somebody in water polo than it is like getting yeah, stops for sure. So um, yeah, looking at a Pacific Stanford final here, which will be played at three p.m. on Sunday. Now, who you got? What's the final? Oh yeah, I guess we have to do that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Stanford's gonna win. Uh, if they if they play Pepperdine, it'll be a wider margin. But we're guessing that they're gonna play Pacific, so I'll guess it'll be Stanford. It'll be like Stanford thirteen, Pacific nine. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll be tied at six at half. Okay. Wow, we're going deep here. Yeah, and then Stanford wins fourteen. Eight. 14 8. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll say that Stanford's losing at halftime. How about that? Okay. So you said 14 Just to fucking eight. kind of coattail me a little bit. Well, huh? I'm always a contrarian. <laughs> so, all right. There. I logged in our, our final score predictions here. All right. Now, winding down uh, the Division Three Collegiate Water Polo National Championship, the first ever put on by USA Water Polo. Four team tournament. Uh, Saturday's semifinals are the host to Whittier College against the Ma- Massachusetts Institute of Technology Engineers, 4.30 p.m. at the Slade. And then the other semifinal is going to be Claremont Mudscript Stags against the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> at, uh, at 6.30. Who you got? Uh, it's going to be an all-Skyac final. Yep. Uh, Whittier is going to take down MIT 12-8. Okay. Um, and then the Stags, I think they're going to put the beat down on Johns Hopkins. I'm going to go um, 12-6. 12-6? Yeah. All right. Um, and the first semifinal, I'm going to say Whittier wins like 13-8. Or actually, no, that's way too close to yours. <laughs> My bad. I was just reading it. Uh, 13, I don't know, 11 Okay. It'll be a little bit closer. And then, yeah, I also think it's going to be all Skyac. I'll say it. CMS wins. Like, it's not even going to be that close. Actually, I was doing my research for this. Johns Hopkins beat CMS in their only matchup this year, 9-8. to eight Really? At the Gary Troyer, yeah. Yeah, the really? Of October. Yeah, so I think that... It's yeah. long in, in the past. Yeah, I think CMS is long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say CMS 15-10. Okay. So, third place predictions... Uh, MIT wins. Mm. I have not looked up if these teams have played each other yet. Yeah, so I don't know. So. MIT wins 14-6. All right, 14-6. Uh, I'm going to go Johnny Hop. Um, 15-12. Okay. So, in the championship? The campion. Does that mean you're going to go with you? <sighs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> they won the Skyac title game 13-12. Yes. Two weeks ago. Over CMS. Yes. Hmm. Flip the score. Give it to the Stags. CMS 13-12? Yeah. All right. I'm going dub C. Uh, I'm going to go 
little bit more defense in here. Are you going to be able to watch those games? Oh, I'm going to be there, baby. Oh, you're going to be there? Yeah. Nice. Are you just going to watch? No. What are you going to be there for? I'm going to be on the mic, son. Oh, damn. <laughs> Cross Pass Podcast on the deck announcing. Yep. So Let's go. If you happen to be there, listeners, uh, I will be that voice that you hear calling the game. S- signing autographs after, <laughs> taking pictures, kissing babies, shaking hands. That's right. D-Harg of the Cross Pass Pod at the Slade in Whittier. Check him out. Yeah, trying to put trying to put the pot on the map, baby. We he will Instagram live the whole game so everybody can watch. Yeah, I got that unlimited data plan. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is gonna be a live stream, by the way. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys do happen to be there and you want to say what's up, I'll be, <laughs> I mean, like in all honesty, like I. Well, nobody wanted to hang out with me on my birthday, so that sucks. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Listeners, a lot of likes. Disappointed in you guys. Yeah, you guys are all about the beer life there, <laughs> listeners, but you don't you don't come and show through. Yep. Alright, last thing, one more prediction. Way too early predictions for the women's. <sighs> USC over <laughs> Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> what a UCLA. Okay. I'm say UCLA. Alright. Fuck it. We'll talk about it more next time. So um yeah, we knocked this one out pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to say. Um, yeah, like we said, follow us on Twitter at CrosspassPod. Um, I'll actually have stuff up on Instagram at the same handle from this weekend because I'll actually be at a game for once. I made this Instagram account and then like literally haven't been to a single water polo game since. It's yeah. really tragic. Um, but yeah, send us your guys' list for the top five left field announcers for uh, for these games at those people. Please, let's see, uh, let's see what happens. So anyways, this was... Episode numero 28 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. Signing off. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.